What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners? And welcome to episode 78.5 of the Radio Freest Van podcast, a special correction episode. So, yeah, the mistake episode. The mistake episode. So, this episode is brought to you by Ryan Kimmel and his, uh, his, determination to make sure that this podcast delivers the most correct information and that so that we can be a foundation on rules and it's just Ryan's commitment to 100% making sure that we put out well the problem is good content yeah good content because it's like the, the thing is, we get a lot of new people that listen to the show, or a lot of new people will recommend this show, and I don't want to put bullshit out that's wrong or false and puts ideas out um, that is misleading to people um, on purpose or on accident. And I understand that this hobby is really expensive, and sometimes people will listen to this show. and Well, I know this 100% happens. I can't tell you how many times people have responded to shows, send us in emails. It's like, you know, you guys maybe spend all this money, you know, because I heard this list or I like this idea and I went out and bought all this stuff and this and that. So I don't want to give shitty info and poor information out there where something is wrong that causes somebody to maybe go build a list or buy some things that then aren't valid, they can't use or whatever because we got rules wrong that's not fair to them and we're better than that. And we don't need to be doing that anyway. So, uh, I'll take this one on the chin. I fucked up and said some stupid shit. Didn't catch a mistake. And we actually repeated the mistake twice (laughs) in the last episode. And I wanted to get this, uh, out there to clear the air and make sure everybody knows that, uh, I fucked up, said some things and I, I don't want this to cause, any harm or cause anybody to spend money that, you know, they will later regret, I guess. And none of us corrected you either. (laughs) None of us caught it either. So we all fucked up. (laughs) Well, I should have had my book in front of me. Um, We're going to, the good, I guess the good thing about it happening and catching it and me making a big deal out of it is we're only what three episodes into the, series of going over each legion so going forward i'm going to make sure we do things a little differently i'm going to approach it differently myself to prevent things like this happening so it's actually going to improve the content going forward in my opinion agree agree that's kind of what's going on so people are asking what did he fuck up on so this is what we fucked up on so one is not a big deal so we'll do this one this one's not a big deal at all so, I think it was when we were talking about Iron Fire, we talked about using Nuncio Voxus to, you know, place blast markers or whatever more accurately to get your initial counters down. All that yes. works. Um, all that's fine. That, that's all accurate. What, what I said in one of them, though, was that you could use Petarabo, deep strike him down, and because he's got a Nuncio Vox, you could then use his Vox to guide in. That's accurate, sort of. Um <laughs> You can you can't use it on the turn that he arrives, um, right? So the way what Nuncio boxes do two things: they count as basically a teleport homer, and then they also um, 
count where you can direct artillery. So here's the thing. I always have it in my mind that they're two separate things because I used to be a big 40, big time into 40K and played 40K. So the way the teleport homer in 40K used to work was uh, the same way. It had to be on the table. You couldn't use it, like you couldn't deep strike something in and then immediately use it to deep strike something else. It had to begin the turn on the table. So for whatever reason in my head, I always had the guide artillery part of the Nuncio Vox separated from the teleport homer. So we've always played it, and we've been playing it wrong. It was actually pointed out by uh, Evan in our patron chat. I've been doing this wrong since I've ever... My whole game club has been doing it wrong. We've always used... Where you could use the Nuncio Vox immediately. We thought that only the teleport part of it had the disclaimer... uh, Had to be on the table at the beginning of the turn. But it specifically states... The Nuncio Vox... It has to be on the table at the beginning of the turn. So everything that it does, both functions of it, you have to be on the table in order to use those functions. Not just the teleport homer part of it. So no big deal, because you could still use that exact... You just have to take something that begins the game on the board with a Nuncio box, which, you know, almost every basic unit in the game can take a... It's not a big deal, and then also... Once turn two happens and you already have Perturabo and these other guys that either Siege Breaker or whatever you put in the army deep strike in, they'll also be able to start using theirs as well. So that was a minor mistake. Like if it was all that was happened was that I would have just said one little thing in episode. What is this? This is seventy eight point five, right? So episode seventy nine. Yeah. Would have been. Yeah. So in seventy nine, I would have just said, "Hey, this little thing." So the big problem, the big fuck-up, was the Golg allowing Terminators as troops, which he does. The problem is, he has to be your warlord to do this. The reason I got confused, didn't have my book in front of me, and I was picturing Golg's unit entry in my head as we were going over it, and the Terminator thing that he has, where he can allow you to take Terminators as troops, is not tied to his warlord trait. So it's a separate rule from his warlord trait, but he still has to be your warlord in order to unlock it, which is fairly unique to heresy. It seems like most characters that unlock something, it just simply says, if your force contains this guy, you can do this type of thing. A lot of, well, some of them do and some of them don't. So like Sizzleman, for example, it simply says, as long as your force contains him, Templars become troops. He doesn't have to be your warlord. It just has to be in there rule says has to be a warlord but it's in a different it's not within his warlord trait it's somewhere else in his rule section so when I was envisioning it in my head I spaced it that I basically forgot about the warlord part and it it's pretty stupid because I've wrote so many lists for this show and I can tell you I've made this mistake several times and caught it before the list ever made it on the show or I ever send a list off to people, like I'll put that in there and go, oh, I'll throw Golgan, then I get Terminator's troops, then I can do this. And then I remember, ah, fuck, he's got to be a warlord. So why we did this on the show, when I've already done this mistake like three or four fucking times off the show, how this slipped through, I don't know. We just got carried away. We were talking Iron Warriors, talking crazy shit, some theoretical stuff, and it slipped through. So... It's not as big a deal when we were talking about things to do with the uh, 
Pride of Olympia right of war because we were talking about, you know, taking Terminators as troops and all that. Like, and where it became a problem was with the theoretical first turn Iron Fire list. Hmm. Yeah. That we came up with where all that, where you would take Golg and Perturabo and then deep strike all the Terminators in and then drop all the artillery in. So here's the thing you can build that list, it just has to contain. They just can't be troops. So you still have to take your two basic tactical squads and then you can go on with that. So that was a fuck up. So to make up, I actually wrote a bonus list that we can go over right now. Let me find it here, which is that particular list that we were talking about. So here's the bonus list. So this one is fully legal <laughs> and doesn't have Golg in it because, like we talked about, he, he would have to be your warlord to unlock that. And this list, the key to it was having Perturabo in the first turn Terminators. And part of the Primarch special rule is when you have a Primarch in the army, be the warlord. So that's where all the confusion came in. So Michael knew about your warlord, but Michael was unaware of the Primarch having to be your warlord because that was in which book is that in? That's in the space so brain army the, list under the Primarch special rule. Yeah. It's uh, under the Primarch special rule. It's, it's weird because there's no Primarchs in that book, but there but it's in that book. Yeah. But it's in that book. It's weird. But yeah, that is the basically Primarch. what happened was I was aware of it, but spaced it. And then Michael didn't catch it because he was, he wasn't aware of the Primark thing. So it was just a total clusterfuck. But anyway, so here's the list. If somebody, This is the bonus list as a, uh, I don't know. I fucked up, so I write this free list for nobody, just for Iron Warrior players, if they want this list. And it's going to go into the list library where people can check it out. So for your compulsory HQ, it's a Siege Breaker in Cataphracty Terminator armor with a Chain Fist. Um, then for the second HQ, it's a Damocles Rhino. And then we'll just... Perturabo is your Lord of War in this list, and he is taking the um, Right of War Iron Fire. So... Then for troops, I have a 10-man tactical squad, just a basic tactical squad. Um, they have a Nuncio box. So this is going to go back to what we said. This will give you a Nuncio box that starts on the board. So the guiding artillery thing will still work. They are in a Rhino with a panel mounted Multimilta. Then for your second compulsory choice, it's another 10-man tactical squad with a Nuncio box. And they are also in a Rhino with a Multimilta. Then for Elites, um, we have five uh, Terminators. In Cataphracty armor, uh, all five of them have combi weapons. You can use Meltas, either one. The sergeant has a power fist. Um, three normal guys in the unit have power fist, and one guy has a chain fist. This is the unit that the Siege Breaker and Perturabo will go into. Um, then there's another five-man Terminator squad as a second elite choice. Um, all five guys have a combi weapon. Once again, you can go Melta or Plasma. Um, the sergeant has a power fist. Two normal guys have power fists. Two normal guys have chain fists. 
for the third elite's choice, it's an identical squad to the one above. So, um, five Terminators and Cataphracty armor. All five have combi weapons. Plasmas or Melt is your choice. Um, Sergeant has Power Fist. Two normal guys have Power Fist. Two guys have Chain Fist. For the fourth and final elite slot is a battery of two quad mortars that are upgraded to Phosphex. So those will combo. You can unlock Phosphex because there's the Siege Breaker with the Iron Fire, like what we talked about in the episode where you can subtract four inches from your scatter. That's only going to be a D6 because of Iron Fire. And there's a whole, hang on, there's a whole bunch of layers to this. So your guys deep strike in and you're going to be close. So once you're within a certain range, you only scatter a D6. Then you get to subtract four because your ballistic skill, because you're going to see with your Nuncio Vox tactical guys. Then you get to move the marker another two inches because of the Phosphex rule. And then you start putting Iron Fire counters down. You don't have to scatter if you target the markers. So it's going to be fucking brutal. So this is where you're going to start your little daisy chain of destruction here, I guess. So that's a battery of two quad mortars. And for heavy support, you have a Scorpus Whirlwind for your first choice. For your second heavy support choice, it's a second Scorpus Whirlwind. And then for your third and final heavy support choice, you have a battery of two Medusa siege tanks. So two Medusas. So this will give you the two Medusas, the two Scorpus Whirlwinds, the two quad launchers, and the Damocles and Perturabo's Orbital Bombardment your counters, then you have the uh, tactical squads with their Nuncio boxes to guide shit in. Once Perturabo and the Siege Breaker land, so from turn two on, you'll have more Nuncio boxes there, and then you got the wall of Terminators, including Perturabo and the Siege Breaker, that you can deep strike in, and all those Terminators have combi weapons that you can start laying down Plasma Fire or Meltifier right on that turn one when you land right off the bat to knock out key shit to get ready for your big turn two assault when you're in their grill. Sounds like the exact, uh, exact list you were thinking about, except, uh, with two tactical squads. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So anyway, I apologize to everyone, um, that I fucked that up. It's pretty funny. We didn't get any emails or whatever. The way this came about was my friend, Jacob, that actually does our dark age podcast. Uh, with me. He's big into heresy too. He listens to the episode and he was like, hey Ryan, doesn't Golg have to be the warlord to fucking unlock Terminators? And I'm like, ah no, it's not part of his warlord rule. And then I'm like, oh fuck, maybe it says something in there. So then I uh, went and grabbed my book and looked it up and was like, ah, are you shitting me? And I was like, ah, uh, yes. And he's like, oh, well you brought it up on the show. I'm like, I know, I know. And then I went back and listened to it and realized how bad it was and was like, contacted michael and was like man we need to take this fucking episode down it's bullshit i was pretty mad at myself <laughs> but michael talked me out of uh, the harsh action of just pulling the episode and re-editing it and putting the end of it and putting it back out so instead we're doing this little mini sode i think it worked great i think this little mini episode worked out fantastic and they got a list out of it so, so it's full of content they got a lift out of it, extra Iron Warrior talk, and the corrections on my fuck up. So, and as a whole, happy. yeah, as a whole, like I think all of us are just upgrading the uh, the Legion, <laughs> the Legion 
podcast now. So I think I think we're just gonna tighten up ship here, Ray Fristman now. Whenever we're doing a Legion, yeah, Legion, we were kind of doing loosey goosey. Like, I mean, just full, you know, full dis- disclosure. Michael would just kind of he kind of came up with this idea to do them, and we were like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then, like every once in a while, he'll just be like, hey, you feel like doing, you know, Emperor's Children tonight? And we're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. You know, with very little preparation. So from now on, we're gonna like at least, you know, talk about it at least a day before. And then I'll drag out my my book and look over the key things that we want to hit on and make little notes if something um, is very specific and how it works, like Golg is, so that we don't trip over our own dicks again whenever we record these. And I'm boring Michael. He's yawning over there. Sorry. I was being bored by Ryan's talk. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we'll absolutely tighten up ship, guys. Appreciate you listening. Uh, if you had some people you recommended to the Iron Warriors podcast, just direct them this way, and just so they can find that correction. And uh, yes, yeah, that's gonna be it. We appreciate you guys listening. And we got another. Yeah, this list will be added to the library. So once you guys get access to it, which we should have news about that soon. coming out soon, we'll go over on another show. Coming your way, boys. Yeah. We're 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 trying to trying to work on it right now. Good things are coming. Good things are yep. coming. So. Good things. Y'all have a good one, guys. Later. <laughs>